We're in for a fun kids' corner today, Joel. You mean like every Saturday morning, Travis? Maybe even better. Better? Yeah, Mr. Jacobs just got the kids a whole new collection of books. And they are awesome. Awesome, huh? What makes them so awesome? Don't you trust me? Sure I do. But I'm going to have to listen for myself to decide if I agree with you. Fair enough. Destin's in the middle of one right now. Let's listen in. Once upon a time, in the woods both dark and wild, a little girl trotted down the path. She was a trusting child. I have a hood that's scarlet red, my mother made for riding. And in this basket, I have treats, both tasty and inviting. Did someone say tasty? Said a voice from deep within the wood. I'm very, very hungry, and a meal sounds mighty good. Who is that? Asked our friend as she peered from tree to tree. Then all at once, out stepped a wolf. I'm afraid that would be me. What's with the costume? Costume? Oh, did I forget to mention? The wolf looked like he was cosplaying for a wool convention. Oh, you're wondering why I, a wolf, am dressed up as a sheep. You see, young one, uh, as it turns out, I represent Bo Peep. The shepherd girl? You work for her? The wolf gave a sheepish grin as he edged closer to the basket, his patience wearing thin. I sure do, my little friend. I'm on a break for lunch. I was looking for some mutton, er, something good to munch. I see. Well, enjoy your meal. I've got to get along. And off she rode upon her steed, galloping fast and strong. What a strange dog, and what an odd tail he's weaving. <laughs> you said it, prayed the steed. It's hardly worth believing why in all my days as a horse I've heard my share of yarns, but that wolf story stinks as much as the three little pigs' barns. Further back, the wolf growled deep and ended with a whine. You can bet that cat in his boots. I'll get those treats next time. He scampered into his den and doffed his lammy disguise. The radio he then turned on. At least I have this prize. Uh, Mr. Jacobs? Yes, Laura? Uh, these new books you caught us kids, are they all like this? Uh, how do you mean? Well, I mean, they're good and everything. They're just a little, uh... Babyish? Babyish, yeah, I... I wasn't going to go that far, Pete, but it's the best way to put it, I guess. I don't mince words. <laughs> well, sorry you aren't all enjoying the books, but I figured we might have some younger visitors sometimes, and they might appreciate a library section other than comic books and nonfiction. Besides, these fairy tales have a lot of good lessons that might stir up some good conversations. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I like them. Look at these pictures. Humpty Dumpty never looked so good. Yeah, but it's Humpty Dumpty. The last time I read that one was when I was, like, four. Well, I might not be a super little kid anymore, but I appreciate them, Mr. Jacobs. Glad to be of service, Destin. So, what are you doing now? Me? Oh, I was just cleaning out my email inbox. It's been a few months, and it's gotten filled up over the holidays. Emails? Huh? <laughs> D did you get a lot from your family? Hey, there's a picture from Fern and Holly. How are they doing? Well, according to this letter, they're doing quite well. To answer your question, Peter, I do get a couple of emails from family, but unfortunately, most of these seem to be spam. Spam? What's that? Isn't it like K 
canned meat or something? Oh, right. I think I've seen that at the store. But what's that got to do with emails? <laughs> it's a little different. When it comes to letters and emails, the things that you don't really want to get are what we call spam. Stuff you don't want to get? Like what? Well, take this one, for instance. Win a new jet ski in the billion-dollar sweepstakes. You don't want to get a new jet ski? Those people in the picture look pretty happy with theirs. I think Mr. Jacobs isn't interested in getting hurt on the water. People of a certain age have to think about stuff like that. Mm, yes, well, there is that, I suppose. But a lot of these ads and offers are trying to sell me stuff I don't need. Or even worse, steal from me. Steal from you? Okay, not that I want you to get robbed or anything, Mr. Jacobs. But watching you go through your emails is about as fun as reading these kids' books was for Lauren Peter. Can I listen to the radio instead? <laughs> That's probably a good idea, Destin. Let me get you set up. Are you still dealing with old spam emails, Mr. Jacobs? Sure I'm, Peter. I told you I got a lot over Christmas. Wow. Kind of makes me not want to get an email when I grow up. <laughs> it can be a hassle. Totally not worth it. I'll just have a phone when I grow up. Problem solved. Actually, Dustin, I'm sorry to say, but phones get spammed too. You're kidding. Oh, I wish I were. Nope, for as long as there have been ways to talk to each other, there have been people misusing them to try to get money. You mean how you were talking about people stealing from you with some of these emails? Yeah, I don't think I understand how that works. Do they try to take your wallet with electricity or something? Kind of, Destin. It's more like they pretend to be someone else, promising something good as soon as I send them some money. Then once I do, <laughs> they disappear. Is that what my parents mean when they say that we need to use internet safety? It's a big part of it, Peter. The internet is a powerful tool for us to learn about all sorts of wonderful things. But at the same time, it's a place where it's easy for people to lie and cheat each other, just like in the rest of life. It's important to be wise, not trusting just anyone you meet, but instead remembering the warnings your parents gave you, like it says in verses like Proverbs 1.8 and 3.21. That's it? You don't have any advice from the Bible about how to spot when someone is going to try to trick us online or something? Well, I mean, sure, there's a couple of those, but I'm not sure the context really crosses over to what we're talking about. I mean, we can look them up and see if they help for ourselves. Mm, all right. Uh, 2 Timothy 3 has some stuff about deceivers, and I suppose 2 Corinthians 11. Mr. Jacobs, these are full-blown chapters you're giving us. Don't you have any verses? Yeah, work kids. The shorter the sections, the better. I'll explain when you get there. And while you're studying, I'll listen to the radio. Hey, no fair! Shh, you can help me, Destin. Well, kids? What did you find? Well, I see what you meant. These verses you told us to look up aren't about internet safety at all. Yeah, they're about people who are trying to trick Christians. I didn't understand what was going on no matter how long I read them through. Mr. Jacobs, a little help? You bet. In these sections, Paul, one of the greatest missionaries of all time, was trying to warn the churches about people who were coming after he left and trying to trick them into accepting them as special messengers from God. Okay, but why? Oh, for the usual reasons, I suppose, Dustin. From what I gathered from the early verses in 2 Corinthians 11, 
These people might have been trying to cheat the church out of their money, getting other people to feed them, basically. In exchange for fake teachings, they were getting a free ride. Oh, okay. That, that sounds bad. And kind of like what we were talking about with internet safety. Not too much like it, Laura. Close enough to have some similarities. So, what were the people in the church supposed to do? Paul tells us in these passages that the way to tell if someone is really a follower of God or not is to compare them to what the Bible says a true follower of God looks like. Like Paul. That's his first example. He points out that when he taught the people in Corinth, he didn't ask for money from them, but instead gave money from other churches. He didn't ask them for food or special treatment, but instead was humble. So if any of these new guys weren't humble and were asking for all kinds of money, then they weren't the real deal. It's a pretty good guess. In 2 Timothy 3, Paul talks about how real followers of God live, and he also gives a list of things they should not do. In the end, he simply says that the Bible is really useful at getting to the bottom of things, and if a teacher is twisting the Bible or preaching anything that goes against it, well, let's just say that's a bad sign. Or a good sign that the teacher is bad. Right. Man, this is a lot to think about. And I'm sure there's a way to make this work with being safe on the internet, too. I'm going to have to talk to my parents about it some more. Right. Sounds like a good plan to me, Laura. I'm going to head out, too. Thanks for the talk, Mr. Jacobs. Anytime, Pete. You sticking around, Destin? Sure. I haven't finished the new books you've got here. All right. Well, if you're done with the radio, would you mind... Oh, yeah. Sure. Sure.